بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن ابي بن كعب رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله اني اكثر الصلاه عليك فكما اجعل لك من صلاتي قال ما شئت قلت الربع قال ما شئت قال فان زدت فهو خير لك قلت فالنصف قال فما شئت فان زدت فهو خير لك قلت فالثلثين قال ما شئت فان زدت فهو خير لك قال اجعل لك صلاتي كلها قال اذا تكفى همك ويغفر لك ذنبك رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن continuing with the hadith the narrator is ubay bin ka'b radiyallahu ta'ala anhu in it he describes the noble practice of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to the importance and perseverance in regards to standing up in tahajjud salah at night, where in the initial part of the hadith, he says that when one third of the night would pass, Rasulullah sallallahu would stand up in tahajjud salah, and he would encourage his ummah also, encourage humanity, that, oh people, remember Allah, that blowing of the trumpet is very, very near, and death and everything that it contains is also very, very near. In other words, this amal of tahajjud is a very, very great preparation for your qabr, for your akhirat, for cleansing oneself internally, externally, for building one's bond and relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second part of the hadith, we began the discussion that Ubay bin Ka'b radiallahu ta'ala anhu poses a question to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As an introduction to that question, he describes his practice where he says that I abundantly dedicate myself to salah, to Sending salutations upon you, Ya Rasulullah. As we mentioned, there is no problem with mentioning one's excessive ibadat if one is free of pride and it is, there's some motivation. In this instance, he wants to ask a fatwa, he wants to find out something with regards to this religious practice of sending excessive salawat and durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was his question? That how much of my salah, my salutations, should I devote to you, Ya Rasulullah? As we mentioned previously, this word salah in the Arabic language, depending on who is the one that is doing the action, carries various different meanings. As to what is the meaning of this question, Kam aj'alu laka min salati? Ubay bin Ka'b radiallahu is saying, Ya Rasulullah, I spend a lot of time in salawat, in durood upon you. Inni ukthiru salata alayk. Now is this, is this enough? This is the question. The amount of time I'm spending in salawat and durood, is this enough? Should I make it less or should I increase it? Now with regards to what this word salah means, in this context, there is another riwayat which is mentioned that قال رجل يا رسول الله أريد أجعل شطر دعائي لك instead of the word salah it is mentioned the word dua that O Nabi of Allah I want to devote half of my duas to you half of my duas to me to you in other words if it is a person's practice that on a daily basis he makes dua for half an hour or one hour Instead of spending one hour in dua, he wants to make half an hour in durood, salawat, and the other half in dua. Uridu ajala shatra dua'i lak. Half of my duas to you 
In other words, half of the time in dua, I want to spend in salawat and durood, and then the other half in dua. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he has the question of the sahabi, then how much time should I be devoting to salawat and durood? Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because durood and salawat is not compulsory. It is not compulsory. There is, however, one instance when salawat does become compulsory. That is in a majlis or a gathering wherein one has to hear the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We know the famous hadith, particularly it is mentioned in the month of Ramadan, that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam climbed onto the pulpit or the mimbar and three times he said, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Sahaba asked him after that, that Ya Rasulullah, what is the meaning of this? The three times you said Ameen. He said, Jibreel came and made dua. Actually, bad dua. Jibreel cursed three categories of people. In that is a great warning for us that we should not fall into any of these three categories because of the context in which it happened. Jibreel cursed. In other words, Jibreel does not come of his own accord. Allah sends Jibreel. Jibreel was sent to Rasulullah to curse three categories of people. And a personality who is from head to toe, the very epitome of mercy and compassion and kindness said, Ameen. In other words, attested to this curse. Amongst the three, just to recap, one is Rasulullah said, Ba'uda man adraka walidei o ahadahuma indal kibar that that person who finds one or two of his parents, in other words, father and mother, or only father or only mother, they reach old age in front of him. And he fails to gain the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through service to those parents. In other words, he becomes a source of dukh, cause a source of taklif, of pain to his parents, particularly in the latter part of their lives, when they are at their weakest, when they need khidmat. Instead of making khidmat, he ignores them, or he becomes a source of taklif and duk to them. Allah's Rasul Jibreel said, may this person be distanced from the mercy of Allah. Rasulullah said, Ameen. One dua, Baudaman adraka Ramadan falam yukfarlahu. The distance, may that person be distanced from Allah's mercy, who finds Ramadan, and doesn't make that extra effort in Ramadan to gain the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third pertinent to what we are discussing now, Ba'uda man dhukirtu indahu walam yusalli alayhi. That, that person in whose presence the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is taken. He hears the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he does not send salat, durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Jibreel said, may he be distanced from the mercy of Allah. And Rasulullah said, Ameen to the dua. So based on such ahadith, other ahadith where Rasulullah said, Al-Bakhilu man dhukirtu indahu, walam yusalli alayhi. said that that person in whose presence my name is taken, that person in whose presence my name is taken and he doesn't send durood upon me, he is a bakhil, a miser. And with regards to a bakhil, Rasulullah said, what sickness, what spiritual malady, strife, sickness can be worse than being a bakhil? 
Another hadith, Nabi said, Al-Bakhil ba'idun min Allah, ba'idun min al-Jannah, ba'idun min al-Nas. He said, Al-Bakhil will never get close to Allah. He will never get close to the people also. And he will never get close to Jannah also. And in hadith we are taught, what is one type of Bakhil? A person in whose presence the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is taken and he does not send salawat and durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is Ain Bukhal. Why? How much is the ihsanat? How much is the favor of Rasul? If it were not for Rasulullah sallallahu we would never have found Allah. We would never have found the Quran. We would never have found Shariat. We would never have found Deen. We would never have found Jannat. Our Salah, our Zikr, our Tilawat, everything we have that is taking us closer to Allah, the zariya and the means for it is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we are indebted to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam beyond our imagination. We cannot never pay back that debt. So the least a person can do is to send salawat upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, particularly when his name is mentioned. When we hear the dhikr of Rasulullah, that is why ulama say it is wajib in a majlis or a gathering where several times the name of Nabi Apaq Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is mentioned at least once, at least once in that gathering, to send salawat and durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu is wajib, is compulsory. So coming back to this question, kam aj'alu lakam in salati? How much time? How much time should I devote to your salawat, to sending durood upon you, ya Rasulullah? So because in this context, he is referring to it, to nafil, to voluntary salawat, not compulsory salawat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, ma shi'ita. As much as you want. Spend as much time as your heart tells you, as you are happy, as there is what we call bashashat. As your heart opens up as much as possible, send durood upon me. Send salawat upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So then Ubay bin Kaab radiallahu anhu, when he hears an open response like this, then he says, Ar-Rub'a. So what do you feel if... Like, like we mentioned, based on the other riwayat, there's two possibilities here. One is all the nafil ibadat I do, if quarter of the time I spend it in durood, or all the time that I normally spend in dua, if quarter of that time I spend it on salawat and durood upon you, Ya Rasulullah. What happens if I spend quarter? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responded, as you wish, mashit. The matter is open. However, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi gives a suggestion to him. فَإِن زِدَّ فَإِن زِدَّ If you spend more than quarter of your time, فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكْ It will be better for you. In other words, no problem with quarter, but if you increase and spend even more time than that, it will be better for you. Ulama Ikram raised the question here, that what is the faida or benefit of this type of response? Why didn't Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he first said, when he suggested quarter, say, no, do more, do more than that. Do more than quarter. Why didn't Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fix it? For this they mentioned two reasons. One is, had Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fixed it, then this would have dissuaded the Sahabi from doing any more. If Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, spend quarter or spend half or spend one third, then it would have been fixed or locked at that. And he would have been deprived of the great benefit of increasingly sending salawat and durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
So that is one benefit. And the second benefit, by leaving it open, this is a form of encouragement. What you are doing is very good. MashaAllah, Shabash. But try and increase. Try and increase. For in zitta, for So Ubay bin Kaab radiallahu ta'ala says that when I heard this, I said, Fannis, Ya Rasulullah, what happens if I spend half my time? Half my time in salawat, in durood upon you. So Rasulullah said, Masha, that also is up to you, as you wish. But if you increase even on half, if you increase even on half, spend even more time than that, then it is better for you. So then Ubay bin Kaab realizing that this is, this is not something small, this is a great, something great. And let me get proper clarity or clarification from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So now what does he say? He says, Fathuluthayn. He says, Ya Rasulullah, what happens if I devote two-thirds of my time? In other words, whatever time I spend in dua, or whatever time I spend in ibadat, two-thirds of that time I devote in sending salawat, durood, upon you, Ya Rasulullah. So the Prophet said, Ma'ashid. Here also he said, Ma'ashid. As you wish, and here again, Rasulullah says, فَإِن زِدَّ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكَ If you increase on this also, it is better for you. So at this point, we will stop before we finish the latter part of the hadith. And let us try and contextualize, understand, appreciate the very great significance of this conversation and the sabak that is taught in this. The great the great and the immense benefit of durood and salawat upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tomorrow is the day of Jumu'ah. As a sheikh, Zakariya rahmatullahi I'm mentioning it now because I'll be on safar inshallah tomorrow. He says on the day of Jumu'ah particularly, even more virtuous than the, even more virtuous then tilawat of Qur'an is durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Many of us, mashallah, to some extent on the day of Jumu'ah, from Thursday night we increase our salawat. But from this hadith we learn that it's not just something for Thursday and Friday. But salawat or excessive salawat, durood, which takes different types. One is we know the 40 durood which are ulama have extracted from the various ahadith. The fact, the fact that they have extracted or extrapolated 40 different ahadith teaching us durood makes us understand how much durood was emphasized upon the sahaba of Rasulullah For there to be 40 ahadith like that, we can gauge how much this was a part of the life of the sahaba. How much this is something emphasized in the Quran. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِي Even if you don't understand Arabic, you can understand the vehemence, the importance, the emphasis that is being placed upon Durud. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. We continue, inshallah.